Plays, the podcast where we talk about the games we're touching and the games that touch us. My name, as always, is Kevin. And I'm Daniel. And we have a very special guest. Please introduce yourself, sir. Hi, this is Dave. That's Dave, our good buddy Dave. Dave guy. He came all the way from FL. Florida, Florida, yeah. Yeah. Florida, and he all he came all the way from represent. Florida to visit us in uh, Washington this weekend. It's been a it's been a good pleasure to have you here, buddy. Thank you, thank you. We we walked around a bunch. We ate a lot of food. We've taken a lot of uh, legal edibles, and we've also uh, played a bunch of video games. Mm-hmm. Quite a few, as we are wont to do, because that's a true vacationer. The gamer never is away from their games. Sure. No. Mm-hmm. Whenever you go to like a new city on vacation, like when we went to Portland for my birthday like two years ago, we're like, where's the nearest arcade? Found Ground Control. Ground Control yeah. is such a good one too. Wait, did it have Marvel vs. Capcom too? Sure did. Okay, I was about to call it trash. And it had Killer Queen Black. <laughs> Killer so Queen was... Black. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Man, but it is a good pleasure to have Dave here. He is a good friend of ours. We've known him probably for what, like five, six years now. It's been some time. It's about that. Yeah, yeah. We're around there. Yeah. I'm not going to do the math right now. No, no. Uh, that seems like a lot. Yeah. That seems like math a lot. Math is a time for the Kevin show, which is the educational show. The, the most, most educational, educational show on Twitch. <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to do the uh, preamble and all that stuff too? Sorry. We've been uh, we've been having fun. Yeah. You know? We've been having fun. But yes, yes, this is the other Save Room show. Uh, if you wanted to, you can find us on SoundCloud.com slash The Save Room Show, or just search the Save Room on your favorite platforms, such as Spotify, iTunes, Google. Google Play, and even Stitcher. Don't search it on Pornhub. You don't want to find it there. Why not? <laughs> That's my side project. <laughs> That's what you've been working on on weekends. Yeah, my, my, my favorite things to do are uh, to take things like the, uh, didn't we talk about in a previous episode, the Res Vibrator Control? Oh, right? we sure did. Yeah, so yeah. I make a few videos where it's just Kevin jilling off, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> go ahead and just check that out. Be sure to uh, ring the bell for notifications mm-hmm. on all your favorite Kevin porn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can find you being a feast for the eyes over at twitch.tv slash the red herb. It's really nice of you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have you yes. been getting up to lately on the Oh the my god, thons? on the Twitchical. Yeah. Um, let me see. So I took a break from doing my survival horror-a-thon. I don't know. <laughs> uh, for all of January. The last thing I was playing was Parasite Eve, as recommended by none other than David. Did you play it? I did. Yeah. I did. Back in the day? Mm-hmm. I did play it back in the day. Yeah, you. I honestly didn't have the patience for it back as a okay. Uh, what made you think of me when you when you thought of that game? <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one. It had just enough of the right type of general elements of survival horror mm-hmm. with a different gameplay spin, one that mm-hmm. you're not accustomed to. You, a lot of them kind of feel very deeply rooted from what came from Capcom and mm-hmm. yeah, what they integrated. And I felt like this was Square's chance to kind of like, well, let's throw something like different in here. Let, Let's make a game that involves like weird melty-faced creatures and mutants and stuff. Uh, and I don't know, is it a virus? No, it's a mitochondrial mite. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Know, People are getting converted. I guess it's a viral thing. I it don't has know. to be. But I figured it would. Uh, it was a new take for you for a it general was. series take that is like top on your list it was such a good reco because i fell in love with the game i still want to beat that game because there's also a part two Mm. i want to play that they're cheap as fuck and they're all my ps3 and i i started playing ps3 games because i got a wait 
is the FBI listening to our episodes? Because I can't say it out loud. I got an HDMI splitter. Ooh. Yeah. Can't say that. Oh, fuck. The Pinkertons are going to come <laughs> for me and my stream. And Arthur Morgan. They're going to shut me down. But I have no other way to play PS3 games. And Daniel <laughs> wanted to do, and stay tuned for this. I'm actually putting it on air. Mm. Uh, Daniel wanted to do a series where we stream him playing yeah. Dead Space. Oh, yeah. Dead Space on the PS3. I'm so down. And like, I, just, are we seeing him? We're going to see him playing, but I'm going to be narrating, commentating, yeah. much okay. like you would like uh, like a league match, you okay. know, for the L- <laughs> L- LCS yeah. out there. Yeah, I'm hip to the esports, dude. dude you know I'm how like it goes. The Echo Fox of Dead Space. So, yeah. I'm going to get in there. You guys are going to love it. It's going to be awesome. The Echo Fox of Dead Space. <laughs> yeah, I guess that works. What's his name? Yeah, you were right. Okay, I nailed it. it was I was just tasting the words, <laughs> yeah. seeing if they made sense, and they do not. No, I'm actually looking forward to that one. If yeah. I could, I probably would stream that game um, over at twitch.tv slash Dungeons and Daniels if I could, but I can't. So you just catch me playing PS4 games and basically um, being a parasite off of your streams and, and making fringe content with you. Okay, how yeah. about let me let me let me spin your world for a second. Spin me around. You could totally do the things that I do. Sure. You could stream whatever the fuck yeah. you want through the power of OBS, mm. my friend. I love OBS. It's I, a change want, up. I don't know if I say I think I've said this through like two two episodes of this podcast. I love OBS. I love tinkering with OBS. Mm. I love figuring out how to get the right sound profile. I like my scene transitions. I just learned how to swipe between my different scenes. It's beautiful. The Irby's love it. The Irby. No, I don't. I, don't, I never agreed to calling them the Irby's. So well, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put that out there. Executive order. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're just fans of the Red Herb. Okay. But I do appreciate my community. My community is awesome. Uh, doing things like playing Parasite Eve has gotten like more attention. Remember, I think you were watching the other night, and somebody came in like a total stranger, and he was like, "Yeah, you're the only one in the Parasite Eve category." So I just I'm watching you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you gifted them a sub too. You're like, "Hey, there you go, dude." <laughs> that guy came. He respected. He stayed. Yeah. yeah, give the guy a sub. You got that retention, man. That's yeah. what it's about. That's what it's about. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Anyway, I don't know how to transition from this. Um, well, we're not going to talk about what we're playing, right? Oh, fuck you. Fuck that. So do we want to do something <laughs> special for our, our guests to kind of like inundate them into our culture, the save room culture? Actually, you're absolutely correct. Sir, for every guest that we've ever had on the save room, mm-hmm. we've done a little game. You might know the game. It's Fuck, Marry, Kill. But... It's video game edition. So I want you to tell me who would you fuck, who would you marry, who would you kill across Mario Mario of Mario fame. Okay, Mario Mario. Mario Mario of Mario fame. And Sonic the Hedgehog of Sonic the Hedgehog fame. Gotta go fast. And Crash the Bandicoot from Crash Bandicoot. Now, is it going to have to be the main characters from these series, or are we just talking about... I just named their names. The titular characters. I just named their names. It has to be them. That's them. Sorry. That's them. Okay. That's the rules. (laughs) All right. It's fine. Don't worry. There's no Dr. Mario. No, no, no. no, no, no. All right. So, wait. Uh, Yep. I'd fuck Mario. Right on. Wow. Yeah, man. Can I ask you why? (laughs) How did we get here? I don't know. No, looks like he works hard, man. Wow. You know, yeah. he has a steady job. Good with his hands. Good with his hands. Okay. He'll chase a girl. Is the stability... <laughs> he will not stop yeah. chasing a yeah. girl, ever. Is the stability that what attracts you to him? It's a comfort. It's a comfort zone. <laughs> it's a comfort thing. I got you. Okay, so... Do you find comfort in Italian men? <sighs> haven't in the past, okay. but I'm willing to give him a try. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. So that's that's the fuck, right? Uh, yeah, I didn't say so I'd marry nice. Mario, by the way. No, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. He can lay down the pipe. Who's the man? I'd marry Sonic. 
He'd marry Sonic. <laughs> yeah. Gotta go fast, though. Gotta go fast? You know? He's already got more than enough rings. <laughs> He's got one for every finger. You're good there. Yeah. Nah, we're, we're, we're solid. That's fine. So I guess I have no choice but to kill Crash Bandicoot, which honestly... <laughs> yeah. As much as I like have this endearing like nostalgia of the commercials in the 90s of Crash... Was mm. it 90s? Yeah, yeah, it was the 90s. 90s, like 96. I'm make sure I'm not confusing this here for some reason. No, you're thinking of Bubsy, which was uh, there we go. from the 1930s. <laughs> <laughs> They've made a Bubsy every decade. They brought him back. They brought him back. They brought him back. Brought him back hard. He should have stayed caught in whatever yarn ball he was entangled in. I absolutely many years agree. Ago. I don't know what the fuck Bubsy is. I don't know why there's a fervor for it. He can I don't... float. He can fucking float. He is can he... float. First of all, what is is Bubsy a cat? I think he's a cat. He's yeah. a, cat. a cat. He's a cat. He's a cat. He has a okay, right on, right t-shirt. On, right on. He's a t-shirted cat. He's a t-shirt, but like he's and got... he can kind of glide in the air. Let me ask. But he's not. He's not covering his dick. No. He's so he's a pantless. He's like a it's, Donald Duck situation Donald Duck. here. Okay, yeah, is it like that? Yep. But sometimes it's like that, dude. That's how it was. Interesting. That was that era. I'm guessing it's platformers. It Bubsy, is. Bubsy had. Yep. Okay. Collecting yarn balls. That's fair. That's fair. So, do you think uh, the enemies were aliens? Weird. Oh my god, they looked weird. And I don't remember what they're called, but Bubzos. Bubs. No. <laughs> they're, uh, weird. They're, they're weird enough looking. I think you'd get it. You should look it up. Okay. Yeah. Just. I don't think I will. Look at him. Look oh god damn. So it. he looks like a me. like a coyote. He's wearing a white shirt, red exclamation mark, diamond for the dot, and he's not wearing any fucking pants. What is diamond for the dot? Where you would normally have it. Okay, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Is, that a, is that a phrase? No, look, so look at it. It's so <laughs> that was a type of general the circle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bubsy, he's got a lifestyle choice of his own there. So yeah, where he, that would usually be a circle. It is a diamond. Okay, gotcha. So, mm-hmm. so he good. looks like a guy. He's got some charm, got some smarm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't we all? I think he probably had, I think there was yeah. phrases. He had phrases. Did he have phrases? I think he had some phrases. <laughs> I don't think he was ever a monk. I'm Bubsy, let's fuck. <laughs> I, I I didn't park my car here. I guess what to is, surmise, yeah, I would kill Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, is that how you feel about the games too? Like you would kill, you would just cut off the Crash Bandicoot games to to be able to keep on fucking Mario, mm-hmm. Mario titles. Yeah, but probably your marriage actually, yeah. to no, honestly, that's fine. But the thing about your marriage to Sonic is that there's a lot of vicissitudes mm-hmm. going on there, right? A lot of up and downs, a lot of Sonic forces, a lot of up and downs, but. Not a lot of good Sonic Mania years in that okay. batch. I don't expect mm. every year to be great. It's mm-hmm. that dedication right there, though, right? Love is love. Love is love. You know? Love is and love. Sonic tempered you. To and to here's that. the thing right. is, it's like, look at the Sonic Adventure games we got. Sure. Right. There's no to say that may not happen in the future. It's experimental. You opened up your it's marriage a little bit. They get experimental with it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And you didn't know how you felt about it, but and, you're glad that you tried it because you didn't want her to... I mean Sonic in this case to think, hey, w- what could have been? What could have right? been? Sonic? What could have been? You tried, right? I feel that. Did they ever mention a Bigs the Cat game? I feel like that was something they talked about. I think really? they probably rumored it for a little bit. Yeah. There's somebody out there data mining, and he's like, oh, Bigs is getting Shit, his own dude. game. <laughs> Big sixty four. <laughs> bring it to the switch. <laughs> yeah, bring it to the switch. <laughs> he, he drops into the forum, and it's like, oh, it's not that we question the validity of this rumor. We question whether or not we give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If it were true, it wouldn't matter to us as much if it weren't. <laughs> Basically. Well, Dave, I'm glad we got through that. I'm glad yeah. we got to know. So 
Mm. David, this is actually a special thing for us. Okay. Because typically when we do this show, it's just me and him staring at each other, mm -hmm. acting like we know anything about game development. But however, you, sir, you can mark off on your resume or your CV for our UK friends. <laughs> of which there are many. <laughs> yeah, we're we're big in Scandinavia. Uh, <laughs> you are a game dev, dude. You've developed game. I've developed game. Yeah. Game was developed. What led you to this? Games? Yeah. What? How did you get to game? <laughs> <laughs> Basically is the question. No, like, I think um, a lot of people, like, maybe have said in their life, I feel like I've said in my life, too, it's like, damn, I, I wish you could work on games. I wish you could make games. But when it comes to more technical aspects, that's something that's never attracted me as much, like, in my youth. Actually, as I get older, I'm kind of more like, oh. Yeah, I think I could learn that actually. But for you, what was like the thing? What is that? Um, I guess that line between uh, this is a hobby I enjoy to this is the thing I want to create. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's because I realized I had a familiarity uh, when I switched into changing careers and learning, getting back into like programming and like understanding like concepts behind that. Why not just take this a step further with my own time and teach myself how to do this? I don't know. I just cross the threshold. I always like hear my friends, even more so than myself, have come up with like unique creative ideas for games. Certainly not us. <laughs> and just looking at the culture now, we're very open to indie games. We're very open to the idea that like mm -hmm. small developers out of nowhere can come out and make a game that like a mass of people can enjoy. Like <laughs> I'm not necessarily expecting or planning to make an impact, but mm -hmm. like I would, it would be nice to start just making games because. Mm -hmm. We we love the idea of creating something, but few take the time to actually learn how to do it. Mm -hmm. That's a good point, and that is okay. But I I I have I just personally feel like I have the time, the drive that that's what I like to spend my time doing. Uh, it helps. I do um, have to thank my girlfriend kind of because she does push me to pursue those things too. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, like it is help it is helpful having somebody anybody kind of like on some sort of level support hmm. she herself is not a gamer she's not that but she is behind me 100 percent in the idea of taking time out of my day to like mm -hmm. learn these things or teach these things to myself yeah that's that big love that we yeah. like to talk about in this podcast of course, man. that big gamer love when we're not complaining about like dexit or something yeah. like that well, it's that big gamer <laughs> love ha having somebody in your life that supports your endeavors is like so important and if I you think. don't have her you've always got sonic that is true. <laughs> he won't let me down. No, but that, that's well. awesome. In all honesty, though, uh, yeah. friends that are in this industry as well, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. or people that in just in general enjoy enthusiasts, enthusiasts, enthusiasts. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy that I know you, uh, you guys, because mm -hmm. Kevin been, and Daniel, the saver. You have been that's a lot. Awesome. You have been a lot of inspiration. At the, like, I hear these ideas kind of floated around, mm -hmm. and all mm -hmm. in my head is like, I know I have the time, and like I have the capacity right now mm -hmm. to do this. I want to like make some of the cool ideas that like you guys have conceptualized mm -hmm. and other friends of mine that have conceptualized and actually like, why not make these things happen? Why not yeah. like help your friends that like people that friends like to help friends, right? 
Friends help friends. Friends that's, help friends make games. That's yeah. kind of cool to hear because like you usually hear the feedback from us that like oh your content's a joy to listen to. You guys have good chemistry, but it's nice to hear that like we've actually like inspired in a way. Like I never thought that our content would like elevate anybody to be like I want to create like you do, you guys do. Yeah, I have a full schedule, but I want to dedicate my time to learning a new craft or a new thing that I don't know. What, what and that's cool. I've always thought of the the save room as being like an inspirational <laughs> podcast. Yeah, in fact, that's why I always put us in the inspirational category. Oh, we do categories. <laughs> I don't understand. That's true. Damn. But no, I, I think there's something to be said about like people that want to do the thing and the person that actually does the thing. And I think the difference maker is that like even if you're going to make missteps, that's like part of the learning process, mm-hmm. right? Like we're so af- afraid of failure, yeah. you know, in our not, – not even like in grand sweeping things. Even in our day-to-day, we're afraid of being embarrassed, da, 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 da. And sometimes we reason our little projects away in our head, mm-hmm. right? Like we don't do the thing. You know, or or my the habit that I think me and Daniel have too is that we are perfectionists about stuff, yeah. and that makes it harder to just do. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just about doing and perfecting along the way, not just having like, oh, this will only ever come out when it's perfect. If we worried about having a perfect product, there would be no episode of the Save Room mm-hmm. ever, not a single one ever. Yeah. We get it as perfect to release as we can right. get it but otherwise it's like if we got stuck on that every time we, we never put one out and it's it's hard because like i think like we sit with our our efforts like whether you know it is um because like we have trouble pushing ourselves or we have the anxiety about it or whatever we reflect in a way where it's like well we did the thing how can we do it better next time how can we keep improving and performing and like you know to the best of our abilities because if something like we look back on it and it makes us not feel great about what we do well we're perfectionists even still we're gonna make it better yeah but podcasting is easy idiots can do this anybody does it making a game (laughs) is not an easy thing yeah essentially a a few friends or people kind of that we tenuously know in the industry and it's cool to see that again Tenuously, no one in the industry. No, 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 no. Say it the way that you said it <laughs> the first time. Tenuously. 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 But we, we know people who yeah. kind of make games, not, maybe not big AAA games, but it is interesting to see their travails and like the things they have to kind no, of encounter. Dave was showing us his shit uh, the other night. And I was like, our friend make this? Mm-hmm. Our friend make this? Yeah, you made the Galaga 2 sequel. Friend Dave make oh, yeah. game? Revenge of the Galleons? Revenge of the Galleons. <laughs> you gave it lore, where there was no lore. Did not care about the copyright uh, <laughs> problems. No, not at all. Just, no, dove just, in. just go right in there. <laughs> it's a fan project. That's how you do it, right? But that was such a cool thing, man. Mm-hmm. Like, So they hear you just say, like, oh, wow. Uh, like Some of the shit that you conceptualize sounds really cool to make. And we're just like, what? <laughs> Like, no, that's that's really cool. Mm-hmm. But we always encourage anybody, anybody who's listening to this, do the thing. That's like, I feel like that's a being a maker and whatever, whether mm-hmm. it's something stupid like a podcast or something really cool like making a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, just being able to have that push between nothing ever happens to at least we've done something, whether or not how we feel about it, is such a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. You guys so, do some amazing stuff here. Oh, wow. I'm so proud of you. I think you. he's crying. You're the only bit. amazing thing that we've ever done. <laughs> You're the most amazing thing. We conceived you. <laughs> You're only three years old. You don't know yet. <laughs> You're our baby. <laughs> no, but we're glad to have you here. You've been a good supporter of our content. It's been awesome having you be a part of our chat. Part of the gaming fam the gaming as well. Fam. Yeah, if you've ever seen us over at twitch.tv slash the writer of, um, what is it, Second City Jabs, uh, Soul oh, yeah. Skaters. I don't think we could say that legally. <laughs> <laughs> Disney Plus will take away our fucking soul skater. <laughs> no, we'll fight for Team Puppet Suds to the end. But no, he's he's so integral to our content because we always talk about like our, our gaming shenanigans with Dave, you know? Yep, that is true. Because I that's what I've always 
really respected and loved about you, Dave. Mm -hmm. You're one of the only few rare birds on this earth that's like really into fucking games. Yes, yeah. you right? play more games than I do, like variety yeah. wise. Like, yeah, I, I honestly finished. I, I don't complete nearly as much. Yeah. Uh, honestly, you don't I mean, them as that's, that's the downer <laughs> about my style is that I will finish significantly less games. Mm -hmm. But I tend to dip my toe in a lot of different genres, which sometimes stumbles into like some cool shit. Yeah, I mean, you're like us, in the, where it's like I want to play a lot of different things. I want to see like what hooks into me, basically, mm -hmm. right? Like I think we we game in the same way, where it's like, yeah, I'll try that out. That's fine. But then sometimes it's such a treat to stumble upon a game that's like, ooh, this is the loop. There's hidden gems. Yeah, yeah. This is the one that's like I can burn through. Like I, there was a few games in 2019 like that for me. Like Control was like that. Oh yeah. And definitely Judgment. It's like that. <laughs> Judgment was one of those games where it's like, I can't stop playing this fucking game. Mm -hmm. I want to play this until the end of time. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, you love the loop of that because you're big on Yakuza now. God, More than Yakuza. you've ever been. It's, <laughs> it's great. I honestly, I, I plan on finishing. Mm -hmm. I will get through zero. You're on zero right now, right? I'm on zero. I'm going okay. through, I'm going chronologically. So that make Chelsea going, very happy to yeah. hear. Chelsea, I'm trying. Uh huh. I'm trying real hard and not, it's just more of a time constraint thing mm -hmm. yeah for sure um, because this game ends up being it's a, long it's a lot of games yeah. to play through typically right she got me the first three for christmas she like, got you zero kwami one and kwami two kwami two oh, yeah dude kwami two i played in 2019 is one of my favorite games of like all time now mm -hmm. I, I gotta tell you that that's like i think that's peak yakuza mm -hmm. in my mind but part six that i'm playing through right now dave has been watching me play song of Li the song of life <laughs> And dude, it is it's sensational. So, it's so funny and yet heartfelt <laughs> at the same time. Can we talk about this fishing mini game real quick? Like we can talk about the fishing because this podcast this is whatever is... we want when it comes to gaming, right? We've been playing the fishing mini game. The fishing mini game is the tits. I'm gonna say that right now because you think, okay, here, let me set it up for you, dear listener. So Kiru is in a small town called Onimichi, and he is looking for uh, his surrogate daughter's baby daddy essentially mm -hmm. don't worry about that what you need to worry about is that a fisherman goes like hey what's going on man and kitty was like oh i'm just hanging out looking around onamichi and whatnot and he's like okay cool but the fisherman comes back one day right <laughs> he comes back and he's all fucked up he's holding like his body and he's like oh the damn fish got me <laughs> it's like what what happened to this man and he's like i can't fish anymore and there's this young girl uh runs up and is like i i run a sushi shop and i depend on this one fisher because i'm so young and so new to the game i can't talk to these other grizzled fishermen around the town at all they don't all. have the time of day for her no mm -hmm. they don't have they the don't trust the youth exactly. they don't support the youth but right. Kiru, he has time for everyone Kiru does and this fisherman was like you know nobody has sympathy for the youth anymore <laughs> it's like what what wait did you say youth yeah, I said Kiryu you must attend this task. <laughs> Kiryu is is attracted to the notion of parentage. Yeah, uh, he owns an orphanage. That's a that's a life turn, right? I think we can all aspire to own an orphanage mm -hmm. one day in our lives, right? Fuck being like Superman. I want to be like Kiryu. Yeah, no. Well, Kiryu is Superman. Mm -hmm. Japanese Superman. <laughs> yeah, of makes sense. So he says to this fisherman, "Yeah, I'll fish for you, dude. This young girl's gonna fucking close down shop. That's unacceptable." We are all we're all cogs in the capitalism machine. <laughs> so he gets out there, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna learn how to fish like fucking like ocarina style with a fishing rod. <laughs> no, I was so wrong. I get handed a spear gun. My dude, Kiru, rips off his clothing. He's got a wetsuit, and he dives into the depths of the ocean and fights like a billion fish 
everything you hook, you catch. And you're fighting giant squid at a certain point? I, I didn't uh, know that was an issue. Apparently, it's really bad over there. In, uh, in Japan? In Japan. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy, right? Every Giant uh, squids every time you try to go spearfishing. Actually, it was rife with life down there. <laughs> I missed this minigame. I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, I can show it to you after this. Sure, I'd love to yeah, see it. Let's just stream that. <laughs> just that minigame on a loop for like 10 hours. Trying to Nobody else score. is providing it. Yeah, it, I I love this game. Mm. I always say that. When you met a time traveler today. Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> a time traveler is a person that uses a machine to go backwards and forwards in time. She was a time leaper. Okay. Hiru runs into this 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 girl, this teenage girl, and goes. She goes, "What year is it?" And I go, "Like it's 2016." This game came out four years ago. <laughs> um, and she goes, "Oh, so I did it. I time leaped. And time leaping is when you transfer your consciousness to a previous you." Oh, okay. Right. It's like the show Quantum Leap. Right, because if you're a time traveler, that means there's two of you potentially existing in the same time period. Okay, so this is you just destroying your soul at that point in time and replacing it with the one with future future knowledge i don't know what happens to your body in the future mm. but then again you're right because if you change anything in the past your future self doesn't exist anymore that's heavy yakuza 6 song of life <laughs> it's heavy okay but i didn't believe her <laughs> <laughs> session the entire time he was like i'll listen to you because you're here and you're talking to me but i don't believe yeah you. i did not believe anything she was saying to me but i helped her nonetheless and yeah. i think i got the beat up a guy because yakuza is always it's always one of two things mm. you uplift somebody emotionally or you beat up 15 guys Often usually the same it's both. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's both that's true that is true i love that series so much i can't wait to really get like hard into it Oh, whatever. But it, what do you mean whatever? <laughs> you guys are having like all the fun with it. Chelsea talks enough, and I was like, I have like four games that I could probably switch between I at just, any point. I think I'll be talking to you uh, after time leap to a future consciousness in 2024 when you actually start playing these yeah. games. You should join the fam. Yeah, dude. Okay. Yeah, yeah man. Who's a fan? Part yeah, of the family. You should stream it tomorrow. I started yeah. Judgment. You started Judgment? Yeah. yeah, I know you started Judgment. I had a lot of fun with that. You played two and a half hours of Judgment. No. And you're like, oh, this is such no. a good game. I'm never going to play it a game. I, I, I like it so much. Roommates. I love this game. I'm never going to play it. It's okay, man. I'm like trailing third right now still. Like, Fair enough. He's gotten through so many. Mm -hmm. Chelsea has got it all covered. Yeah, that is true. She's playing Yakuza 7 right now, playing which Yakuza is fucking miraculous. Like, I would love to know how that's going. Oh, yeah. 7 <laughs> looks super interesting. Mm -hmm. and I like As an RPG fan, like that's that like interests me a lot. I like that so many games into their franchise they're like hey let's just switch it up and try something different and it seems like people are really kind of in, like vibing on the idea of it for the most part although it's uh chelsea texted me the other day because mm -hmm. she always has her um her finger on the yakuza beat okay uh which could be a cool spin-off a music uh rhythm game spin-off <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah save it for game pitch save it for yeah, game I pitch guess. sorry guys sorry guys anyway <laughs> but uh she texted me and she was like yeah it is um the lowest selling yakuza <laughs> in japan so far hmm. uh, but it still did fantastically so, okay i feel like west market might pick it up heavy though we'll see maybe we really adopted uh persona and that's what like it looked like to me but yakuza we, picked up especially since they uh did the four five six pack yeah that's one i'm trying to get but uh that one is just like a visual remastering it's not like a kiwami where they remade it from the ground up this is true but i'm saying as far as in the western market i feel like it's gaining more ground i know because i like these guys games have been coming out and i paid zero attention until like who's zero attention. the past like 
<laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, you want to talk about gaining traction. Uh, Yakuza for the first time is coming out for, uh, is it Yakuza? Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza is coming out for Xbox Game Pass. It's coming out to Xbox One. Yeah. Oh, really? Is it? Yeah. I did not uh, know that. Uh, Kiwami, or is, sorry, Zero yeah. Kiwami and Kiwami 2 are coming out for it. I'm going to have to get one. That's what I'm saying. I have to get a Game Pass. That's what I'm saying. I actually really want to get Game Pass as well, but I, I can't justify it because I don't play my Xbox enough. Wait, is this PC as well, though, in the Game Pass? Yeah, Game Pass is yeah. PC as well. Then, uh, yeah, I'm covered. You're good. He's good. You're good to go. You, on the other hand, you only ever take out your Xbox to play, like, Rock Band. Which I did recently. Yeah. We've been getting back into it kind of, like, a little. Yeah. Not, What's not... it feel like to be a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good song. Take it back Sunday. I'm not nearly as good as, it, as I used to be, but you still hold... The, the guitar hero rain yeah well me. you make damn sure you give me those uh that praise <laughs> so you said all the all the other taken back on sundays what other ones we got that's the only two i download <laughs> 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 right so you know every now and again i get a craving mm -hmm. for because like you know how i think dave you you mentioned that like you had a friend that just played only like guitar hero and rock band i knew somebody that like that was that's how they spent every ounce of their free time was right. just like mastering rock band yeah that was me that was me for <laughs> when i was like 17 to 19 all i would do is play guitar hero games and between that time frame luckily 14 different guitar hero games came out including rock band as well i had such a good time but yeah every now and again i get that craving because i i just don't lose it mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's just even now i stare at my hand there's so much power in the there could be frets under in these them. digits there could be well it's five frets one string yeah <laughs> <laughs> like a guitar well, should really, be don't down really it. wide string <laughs> they cut out the fat of playing guitar <laughs> yeah pretty much but yeah having a good time they're having a good time anyway what's this podcast about <laughs> who knows saving plays is kind of like a weird nebulous yeah. thing what's the next thing you want to talk about the next uh, thing i would want to talk about with uh dave <laughs> dave yeah, talk to us about your gaming history a little bit. Because you're a guy that I know, you play a lot of PC stuff, you play a lot of multiplayer things, you're, you're a mood gamer like we are, you play the AAA stuff, but you also have like this heavy like RPG like history in terms of like SNES and PlayStation. So talk to me about your love for, for stuff like that. So role-playing games are interesting. I, I think the very first role-playing game that I actually sat down and played through was Super Mario RPG on SNES. Oh, that's a good Ooh. one. Big ups to that one. Have you played it, Kevin? No. Oh, it's got what so is, much charm. Here's the thing is, I, I played video games mm -hmm. younger. Like I like I was like a kid that, you know, was trying to like play Tetris at like age two and three or whatever. They give you the controller. I probably didn't know what I was doing, but like I did something. Mm -hmm. uh, eventually like I was like playing Mario Bro uh, Brothers and by the time SNES came out, it was just like here's a character I'm familiar with, you know. In a whole different Ma kind Mario, of setting. Mario, Mario, Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I he. You thought you were Mario. I I did, <laughs> but I did it good. Okay, just wanted to put that out there. No, that's fine. I understand. No, Super Mario RPG like stood out to me. It, it's where I realized that uh, one of the biggest elements to me when it uh, comes to RPGs is story and character charm. Mm -hmm. The characterization and, of the worlds and the characters within it. I want that. No, not yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm getting, <laughs> He's getting, getting aggressive really... because of the drinking. Sorry. <laughs> 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 
played this game. I'm sorry. That's all right. Put it on the Switch. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they should though. They should. It's I, not. It's not on uh, SNES. I don't think yet. it's part of the. No, no it wasn't part it of the original be. pack. It should. It be. should be. They put. Um, they put some good titles on there for sure. At the time, man, it had enough elements that made it more interesting than like standard like mm. Final Fantasy style combat. No, I it agree had, with that. It had elements that uh, as like an eight year old child, I think I probably was around mm-hmm. the age of eight. Those concepts were like easy enough for me to understand, but like interesting enough that like I wasn't just sitting waiting for things to happen on a menu screen. Mm-hmm. It had timed event attacks. Mm-hmm. So like you had to like be pressing a button to make like an like extra combo or attack happen. You want that critical hit? Yeah, you have the to critical pay attention hit. to what's going yep. on in the screen because you have to time your button press mm-hmm. at least. Mm-hmm. Like or you have to hit it so many times or as fast as you can. I it was a welcome it was a welcome into like the whole idea of a role playing game in general with statistics mm-hmm. and items and it was very well done. Like I, I came to Super Mario RPG. You played it when you were eight, right? I played when I I was pretty sure I was eight. That I, was like the it seems like the so I was nineteen when I played it. This was well after the fact. I my entry level yeah. to RPGs is basically Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. So like I worked my way through ten, twelve, nine, seven, those ones, tactics. And then one of my roommates, well, when I first went to college, was like, Hey, I have this game, Super Mario RPG. Have you played it? I'm like, No. And he's like, You check it out. You love Mario, you like RPGs, it's the perfect marriage of both. And it's interesting because like Mario in its early days, like Super Mario World has like these RPG elements about it, like the open world traversal or like final finding secrets or like you know replay value or like little things like that that like translated so well into that like rpg outing that they did with that game and it's just they they nailed it i don't know i was surprised by like the level of charm and in, in writing because you don't get like characterization in mario games like that ever no. <laughs> uh i mean like i like bowser in that game which is weird that, uh, they how much a lot they make them like really likable hmm. yeah. they throw in a lot of uh yeah elements about the game that just kind of like it, it, they didn't have to put this in here but you know what it does it just elevates it a little bit yeah. you overstay your welcome at this fancy hotel in this uh, one town in Mushroom Kingdom they force you to work as a bellhop for three days <laughs> where you're suddenly Silly. doing the thing where you're showing like guests the like amenities in the room and waiting for a tip just random well, little it is a good one how much did this game translate to Paper Mario because that was the one I played I played the original N64 one I- Solid amount as far as like the uh, the fighting elements, the fighting okay. elements in the sense that like uh, the other one was done in like an isometric standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, but the same concept of time hits. It's about like when you even if you're using a regular attack, you have to watch for the right animation frame to like hit a button to make sure you got that critical hit or to mm-hmm. block yeah. yourself from taking damage. So it was a little more active than just a standard like I'm attacking. So mm-hmm. whatever random thing rolls is what hits. Uh, it actually at least took a little extra effort of the player input. It kind of kept you more engaged. Mm-hmm. And they tended to off, uh, in, in Nintendo fashion, very good about like offering those little bits of like Mario charm or like character mm-hmm. charm that like, it's interesting to pay attention to the things that they say. You know, like it's interesting to pay attention to the things that like are going on with these characters. Mm-hmm. No, I like it a lot. It really took me by surprise. No, but let me ask you though. So you yeah. you are a traditional RPG fan. You play far more than I do. Are you more of a fan of like the turn based stuff, or do you like kind of the evolution that like uh, developers and publishers like Square Enix are doing now, where it's more like action oriented? I think they both deserve their own realm. Sure. I honestly think that like there's no reason to necessarily get rid of the idea of turn based as a potential for games in the future. Mm-hmm. I think they have their own appeal. Yeah. And I think depending on which version you're playing at, you can get away with other elements of your game 
a little lighter, possibly, if you put more effort into uh, a different aspect. Mm-hmm. I think if you're doing something that has a lot more action to it, like more current Final Fantasy series where, like Final Fantasy 15, it's more active battling happen, uh, active battling occurring. Mm-hmm. I think that you can get away with maybe a story that maybe doesn't have characters that necessarily instantly stand out to you or have some sort of features about them that mm-hmm. make them interesting. Yeah, make it more of a slow burn. Like, Final Fantasy XV is, like, it was a slow burn. Yeah. Like, I absolutely love the boys. <laughs> I love the boys, too. We're three, Three-fourths of the boys are sitting right here. Right here? Yeah. We, we are them boys. We're just missing Prompto. Yeah. Take our picture. That's true. Everybody <laughs> take a picture. Uh, yeah. But the, the boys are great. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you really look overall story and the character, like, in the moment, mm-hmm. like, no, it wasn't until I finished that game that it, like, really, like, just hit you heavy. You just kind of, like, ah, oh, just want to go on vacation with the boys. Like, <laughs> it, it kind of struck me right away, because that game's weird, right? Like, I, I'm a fan of Final Fantasy and its traditional elements, obviously, and I like when they do new things. But, like, it didn't feel like a fine, like a fantasy game from the get-go. It felt like more of this, like, personal tale about these, like four childhood friends that have always kind of known each other and they're going on this like larger than life adventure and weird magic stuff is just kind of happening to them because it's not like they're going through like fantasy towns it's like it's countryside and it's very normal shit that they're they're coming across it just there happens to be like monsters you know it's not like it's a steampunk world like final fantasy 12 or anything like that yeah and they happen to be dressed for like a you know like a Depeche Mode concert. Like a Depeche Mode concert <laughs> that's, that's happening in town or maybe like the Robert Smith is in town you know yeah I like it. So that's action element type RPG mm-hmm. though. Is mm-hmm. it's laying pretty light across as far as like mm-hmm. anything extraordinary as far as like super interesting characters or like out the out the gate. Like you have to get to know them because mm-hmm. they're already established, right? Yeah. It's it's interesting because it's like I don't know. I feel like the way they introduce characters normally in a Final Fantasy game, it's like, oh, they really are building a story along with it. They just kind of throw you in their royal world, and you're like, okay, I gotta learn to like them. Mm-hmm. But the, the more humanizing elements is where you learn to love them, when you learn their insecurities, and you're growing with them, and you're teaching fucking, you know, Noctis how to fish. Like, it's about those... <laughs> Look the, the pain! The, <laughs> the Prince of Pain, like, he's out Sorry. there. Sorry, shit. Oh. <laughs> you know, if you wanted the, if you want to feel more empathy for these characters, because mm-hmm. I really got hard in the Final Fantasy fifteen. We all did. We all did. I just, I just came yeah. back from the bathroom. We were talking about this, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm very excited that fifteen is on our on our lips right now because mm-hmm. yeah. it's always in mind. Yeah. Um, is that they they did these like YouTube animes that you could watch like little character vignettes. Oh, those are so each. good. They're so amazing. Like you find out about Prompto that he was like he was overweight as a kid, mm-hmm. and he looked up to young Noctis, who was this princely motherfucker, you know, but like a good dude overall. And good dudes are what make the world turn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> good people. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it, it, it's cool getting that context for these characters, and I was just like, it's a very different thing that they're doing for Final Fantasy because it was like. What took a backpedal was the actual plot. Yep. yep. <laughs> like, there wasn't a, a good enough plot. Like, at one point they were like, yeah, we need to progress the storyline, but fuck the ten years in between, right? Mm-hmm. Just put a beard on them and let's continue on with this game. <laughs> the story was, like, the loosest part of it all. Yeah. Like, and it sucks because, like, that's why people really have coveted Final Fantasy. It's, like, the overarching yeah. story of building characterizations and moments along the way and, right. and making you, you love them moment for moment. Like, that's what Square Enix is known for with those games. This one, it's just, like, it felt like kind of a, like a cheap open world game in ways with, like, a very lightly stitched story in the middle of it. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. But, but the, always say it has heart. Well, the game played like 
immaculately. It was probably like one of the best like action RPGs I've ever played. Yeah. Like it was a treat to have my hands on. And then like learning the in and outs of the world, like exploring, finding dungeons, doing the hunts, you know. I will always stand by the dungeons in <sighs> that game. Yeah. The really clever one that had like the multiple levels and then if you make the wrong choice you, you end up in a, in a room full of goblins and tyrannosaurs. <laughs> it was fucking amazing. Oh, what was that called? It wasn't Pityos because Pityos was the platformer. No, Pityos was the most... Oh. <laughs> I never went. I don't have a t-shirt. It hurts. I don't have words for what Pityos did for me, but I remember like having to play through it for like six straight hours to get it right. That was hard. Yeah. Did you ever hard. do that? Uh, I did some of the dungeons. Okay. Because that's the thing about you that I know, where if there's something to happen or complete in a game, you will do it. Like if it's part of the main story, or like sorry, not part of, but at least along the main story, and it's not until like post game. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll I'll probably attempt to tackle it, which is also a curse. We've, not always a good thing. We got no. this game all at the same time and you were stuck in chapter two for the longest time because you're just like, I'm doing all these hunts and doing all these things and leveling and I'm like, but you can move the story along and keep doing it. You're like, no, I just got to see everything that I can see. I wanted to see everything with the earliest really? I could see I respect it. it. <laughs> I, uh, I wanted the journey. I wanted to spend a little more time with my boys in the past and then... <laughs> That's all. You know what happened when I went to the future? I had nothing to worry about. I just went Smooth straight down. on like to the target. <laughs> yeah. You clean up the way you need to and I respect it. What's that? Endless night? Oh, sounds dumb. <laughs> Let's night. keep on going. Oh, that's enough. That's fine. Yeah, I'm fine. I don't know what all these demons on the streets are doing, but uh, at least I can still get some ramen. Yeah. So the the action in that game, though, the action yeah. gameplay is what I think. That's where like it's it's changed the RPG game a little bit when it's like mm-hmm. now created this new atmosphere, mm-hmm. which is why you got think you got that looser plot yeah. versus like previous games. I feel like if you go more traditional turn based. Mm-hmm. I think better have some sort of like solid plot line or mm-hmm. some solid characterizations that like to hold you there. Uh, nine is still one of my favorites. Oh, nine is uh, like my favorite as well. Nine, those characters and the general story and uh, it gets a little wonky at the end, but like it does, it gets a little. But, but, the, but the intro level, like all the way through mid game, is like super solid. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, it's like a super interesting fantasy game too. Yeah, like the characters that you meet, the things you're doing are just—it's so fantastical, and it's like it's heartfelt. Like you care about mages in ways you've never felt before. Like the the beats with Vivi, like still oh. like tear me apart to this day. Nine is a wonderful game for sure. But like, so, so do you think marching forward though, like, is it going to create the standard for games? Because it's like, you know, Final Fantasy VII remakes coming out, like that's ushering in a new mold it is? of like eventually, right? <laughs> what April tenth? maybe maybe who knows (laughs) but so like will the new standard then become those less turn-based less traditional random encounters and more open sphere action rpg stuff because like i'm okay with that like i think long for me are the days where like i want to really play a turn-based game i'm more into like let's get tactile let's do it let's actually feel like i'm making an impact on the combat you know i think if you do turn-based games like move it forward in a direction i think mm-hmm. persona 5 is a good mold for like hey we took the uh the traditional mechanics of a turn-based game but gave it a lot of flavor gave mm-hmm. it our own spin to it where it feels fresh again if you're doing it just to do it like it gets a little stale for me like i talk about these legacy mechanics like um random encounters we got mm-hmm. into a conversation about i don't like random encounters mm-hmm. some people like you know they pitch for them it's part of like a nostalgia thing but for me I actually really, really liked what Pokemon Shield did. Uh, Shield and Sword, which is, I can see a motherfucker on the map. I can go hunt him down if I want. I gotta sneak around. Like, it's it's more agency mm-hmm. to what's going on, but it's still basically hitting the end result of, 
you get in the pokey battles you know okay <laughs> like rng or not so i truly believe this is more than just the balance act mm-hmm. it's a balancing act it's you know like if you yeah it's gonna you're gonna have to take time to like show the enemies on the field you have to mm-hmm. take the time to make it more organic with different type, uh, type of programming different type of sprites things like that to like gonna make that effort towards that mm-hmm. it's probably less time given to the story the writing etc like mm-hmm. it's a balance game and not saying you can't do both mm-hmm. but ultimately it's just how much time how much money how much everything else you have overhead on the production like what are you going to get out of it mm-hmm. i don't want to see an end to like even like those homaged elements mm-hmm. of like as long as they're producing like a solid story on top of it they'll sell people on the game mm-hmm. like it may not be for you, but there's a group of people that they're in it purely for the fact of like the fantasy story or whatever kind of like role playing setting that they enjoy. Like there, there are some people that play those. That's their target audience. Mm-hmm. They're in this for the plot and the characters. They could care less whether or not the battles like appear out of blue or not, mm-hmm. because that's that strong. Yeah, but I would prefer if all video games catered to only my tastes. <laughs> You know, like that. To be fair, that you know what you deserve that. It's okay. I've been I've been gaming long enough where it's like you put in the time. Whatever Kevin likes, it's the right direction to go. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Uh, Half of these games could be Maso games, and we're good to go. We don't need to build any more out than this. (laughs) No, I I think we're going to see resurgence games like that, and I do appreciate games like Mm -hmm. Octopath Traveler. Obviously, oh, wow. is such a such a love letter yeah. to the yesteryear, like the uh, SNES. No, I said the bad word. SNES. SNES. Come on. JRPGs that came out. I'm sorry, dude. I, I'm I, sorry. Really, SNES. SNES you're more. For, you're pro, more pro SNES. We're pro yeah, SNES for sure. Are you pro SNES? Yeah, we're we're about the SNESness. I kind of go both ways. Like it's fine either way. I don't get bent out of shape. SNES bisexual. I like it. Right. I'm, a, I'm a SNES sexual. <laughs> He's like, I can get that uh, that top loader model. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? I'm talking about the NES. <laughs> Damn it! Scrub it all out. No, but you're right. It, it, Octopath Traveler was like a love letter, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I would like to see yep. games like that continue to happen because you see it happen still with like titles like, I guess Fire Emblem, for instance, right? It'll always be a turn-based like tactical RPG. It's always maintained that element. Final mm-hmm. Fantasy has gone to do new things because I don't know if it was like maybe inspired by like what they did with kingdom hearts but they're like hey we need to evolve in a new like combat field sense. no it's it's square enix being inspired by making money at a, yeah. on a global front yeah basically right like if they can introduce more kind of like there's some western elements in final fantasy 15 and i mm-hmm. think that's going to be something that we see going forward with them but i would like to also just strike that right balance i think we're talking about mm-hmm. like if they do a final fantasy 16 i would much prefer it to be in that kind of steampunky part nine ish era while still taking on the shit that worked from 15. You know, it's like, hey, g- give me some more, like, choice in the battles. Like, do what, what 15 and 7 are doing. Mm-hmm. But go back to that real Final Fantasy style. I think this is a good setting, though. Them coming out with Final Fantasy 7, uh, with yeah. 7 Remake. I yeah. think this is like that... I think the iteration is good. Especially if they're heading towards a goal like you're talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, iterate to this point where it's like, we're going to try to hit as many tastes as possible. Mm-hmm. Which is the unfortunate truth of, like, a big publisher, a big front like Square Enix, right? Mm-hmm. They're everywhere at this point. They're not just, like, stuck on in Japan just catering to Japanese uh, audience tastes. Which is fine if they did, you know? We see games like that still. Like, do you think Persona cares about the global scale at all? Nope. Fuck no! They're still they're Persona. Sure. And that's what I appreciate about those games. Yakuza is the same way, too. We're just oh, like, yeah. we're not going to change ourselves for Western audience mm. they did back in the day right they took away cabarets from part three mm. people were like what the fuck 
what the fuck that's why i like remastered edition is originally as it was basically yeah very nice a little fun fact a little fun video game fact little yakuza game. facts thanks man I'm so smart about video games you can mind. where can i find more fun facts like this no, uh, Reddit. The Kevin Show. The Kevin Show. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, sorry. Uh, the Kevin Show at twitch.tv slash the Red Herb every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. BSD. Wow. I think I heard it's the most educational show. Yeah, I've it's, heard. There's it's the most educational show on Twitch. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah, where you have a question, we will find an answer. <laughs> he will find an answer, and it might not be a question that you wanted answered. Either. Not at all, and sometimes we read ghost stories. <laughs> Ooh, spooky. Well, he yeah. could also talk to us, Dave. You, you have taken a plunge that few have. You you initiated, you got the Founders Pass for Stadia, and you, you went in all on that. And uh, I'm interested to, to hear your thoughts on that. This is going to be the shortest segment on this show. Yeah? Yeah, no. It uh, might lag. It might lag a little. It might lag. <laughs> How's your connection? Cool. <laughs> it's all right. We're wired in. Stadia was an early adopter investment. Mm-hmm. I went in knowing it was an early adopter investment. I okay. think those that typically for the majority paid money for it, Mm -hmm. understood that it was an early investment. Mm. Uh, Hence its sales numbers not necessarily being so fantastic to begin with. Uh, It's, it's works great for me, honestly, as far as like uh, uh, stability, quality, everything works great. I have good connection. I pay for, you know, make sure I work in web development. So I, always pay extra a little bit for that and I try to a lot specifically because it's also related to the work I do mm-hmm. but it it's, was poorly marketed it, it wasn't meant mm. I think I don't think if they were really truly trying to aim for everybody they definitely failed uh, <laughs> they don't have games they, mm. they like games I don't really care to continue playing Destiny 2 at this point personally I'm sure some people got way back into it. And it, I would give them credit. It is at least like a mm-hmm. comeback for a certain community. Me personally, no. Uh, Samurai Showdown, not usually my jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doom Raider, already played. All three of them. Farming Simulator, though. Mm-hmm. You know, I never thought about it. Now you're now interested. Much, now I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> what about, uh, was it Guilt? The Guilt? original one? No, I have to pay for that. Ooh, okay. Yeah, no. I don't have that kind of trust yet. Yeah, so it sounds like it has a pretty uh, scant catalog is the issue. They said that they're going to come out with um, 120 games in 2020. Yeah, and uh, if... That's a lot. That's a big promise. Well, no, if they say... No, apparently uh, that's very low in comparison to other... Other platforms, yeah. PS4, sure. I think had like 400 games in 2019 come out for it, or no, it was Switch that had the most. Oh, mm-hmm. Switch. Well, Switch has no. Yeah, they have no shame. There's no stopping. The There's Switch. no shame of what ends up on yeah. Switch. Yeah. But look, look, look at a console in its launch year. Like Nintendo wasn't pumping out 100 plus games in its first launch year for Switch. It was just like, here are our main titles, and like once we get that indie catalog bursting, then we'll be able to fill it out to like 100 or more. But like in terms of like first party cartridge games, no, it was so scant. I think that's where you're lacking, though. Yeah. Stadia doesn't really mention anything about indie mm, or sure. anything, anything small time uh, that's maybe yeah. not being produced in house or at least like owned by them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sure. I think if they did that, mm-hmm. they would open a whole new potential, you know, like market for investors and the idea of that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's um, something like that's probably what Guilt is going to end up being. It's going to more be like a probably an indie type game. But like the more they can broker deals with like AAA developers and publishers, the more they can do bigger like games. Just, but they have to recruit and, and do things on that front. I wouldn't recommend Stadia for 
necessarily almost anybody at the moment just because mm. there's no games okay yeah the, the to, uh, just make sure you actually read like the stipulations that they say about speed and internet and mm. consistent internet goes a long way because i have had service uh, services in the past where like it dips it constantly dips in and out if it dips in and out you're gonna have a problem mm. it's gonna happen uh if as long as you follow actually true for true for what they say the requirements are as far as I can tell, between you know the three locations I've tried it, mm-hmm. it works fine. We played it a little bit here the first day you got in. And it was it was impressive to play a game like Destiny Two like just through a browser. Like it was so fucking wild. Just like okay, have the Stadia controller, pull it up, and it performed as well as I can imagine it playing on console. But like the entire time, I was like, so what? I can already do this. Like I already do this on my PS4, and it's been done on PC and Xbox One. So it's like, why is it special? And it's just like. It's not necessarily the the games at the moment. It is the tech. It is the promise of like the stream only future and what they're trying to do with it. And I think it's an interesting idea. It was loftily executed at launch and like you said, poorly marketed. But there there's room for them to improve, and I think they can do it. Their technology is great because yeah. this is going to be like saving people on hardware. Yeah, of course. Uh, if they get the right games, they get the right setup. The idea is that you don't have to necessarily buy that five hundred dollar console to come out uh, this year just to play the newest game mm-hmm. you can literally open up a chrome browser on your computer and do it or use your google chrome which uses the same chrome uh, chromium features to stream it right on your tv it's it's a smart piece of technology mm-hmm. uh with just like the uh, the kind of the saddest implementation and i think if they had more games going for it uh they'd have a better chance because if they really want to take the market, it would have been a good time with new consoles launching around the corner and telling people, like, we're going to have those games too. You don't have to buy PS5 or Xbox. I don't think they are in the position to make, like, even that promise, right? Like, because I, I think when it comes to, especially, I mean, third party, we're going to see a lot of third party games coming out mm-hmm. with the new console releases. And they know, let's put our investment and our strength into what PS5 is going to do and what Xbox One is going to do. I, I think it's one of those things where Stadia can like walk over and be like, hey, what about us too? And it's just like, oh, uh, yeah, sorry, sorry, this this is not your year. <laughs> this is not the one where we're gonna we're gonna back on this horse mm-hmm. essentially. So I think they're in a rough position in 2020 uh, for sure. I I think um, the wonder of the technology can only even get you so far. Like I think if they had a cleaner launch mm-hmm. and still didn't have games, they would still be in the same position. Right, like if they still had all the promised features and stuff, like at launch instead of botching that, uh, and didn't have games, that's the end of the story too. For the point of uh, yeah, uh, journalism would have a heavier impact because they launched before they had all the features. You're right. I yeah. have to agree. Yeah. yeah. No, you're uh, as an early adopter. I I expected bugs. Maybe I expected like maybe something not to work when mm-hmm. I got it, but I didn't expect it. Like it was like no, they know for sure. Like this is not going to be a part of it right now we're going to add that in months down the road because i'm a patient person i'm interested still to see like how those features work when they come out but a lot of people aren't you know they want to see like a more complete product uh when they uh, make that investment well to be fair the perception was pushed by google that this was a full launch like word stadia is out the door and ready mm-hmm. and from everyone that's touching it it's been saying not really you're not ready it's lacking a lot of the features that we 
that you touted during like the announcement and your push for it and it's not here and some of it's such like nebulous uh, promise dates which i understand from a dev perspective <laughs> like honestly because i i'm on teams where it's like we we work on a product that people are like hey what's going on dude and it's just like uh we didn't prioritize this you know like that's basically what's going on but I, I think the marketing has been like a mismatch with what's actually happening with technology. And like, I am not the first one to say it. I won't be the last one to say it. I think they should have built it as a beta and just say like, hey, this is a beta. We can get the early adopters in. Here's a, you know, here's a cool package that you guys can get. But come on, you, you need to ride out with us on this tech. Google doesn't really have a good track record of how to launch things. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, becoming evident. My coworker adopted the Google, uh, the Google Glass. Like he was an early investor. Now, mind you, they they marketed it as like a dev kit style thing, but it was still like a broken dev kit. They should have marketed it a little more as like this is clearly like beta level dev kit. Like it's even for them to work in that the environment was not like sound enough. They didn't push enough with it. They stopped working on it. They just kind of like let it fade out. They could do the same thing to Stadia. Uh-huh. All I know is, as far as in a early adoption like tech investment, mm-hmm. this was definitely a significantly cheaper one compared to most pieces of technology and getting a first-hand experience. It's true. You got it for like what one thirty? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, there's like no loss for that really, especially if you're able to do that or wanted to put that in a console investment anyway. But I just feel like I don't know if like Sony like launched a console like that and it was not feature complete, we would fucking come at them with like pitchforks. I think like like Google definitely has a little more like kind of leeway with things like that. They kind of had nothing to lose, but well, now not, they have everything to prove. They're not considered a part of the community. So, no, not so at all. That's I. There's no expectation from them. No. Well, I, I think the long tail effect, though, when you think about the big picture, is that Google's first foray into gaming, if it ends up being a flub, mm-hmm. it's going to be even harder for them to even try it again. Right? There's no Stadia too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they fuck this up. And that's the reality of it, right? Like, you know, I, 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 we, we've even given them, you know, to um, look at Sony back in the day, PS3. They flubbed that messaging. Mm-hmm. People are like, no, dude, I'm not going to spend 600 bucks or get a second job on your fucking PlayStation 3. And 360 started taking that generation because they were making not just that, not just bad messaging, but also made good moves in the meantime to really catch up and overtake Sony. Um, so I think Stadia, like, they're in this position where it's like, wow, we fucking flubbed. And then new consoles are coming out. And God forbid that 2020, the story is PS5 comes out, Xbox Series X comes out, and then Nintendo just fucking makes a Switch Pro. And it's like, Stadia what? Stadia who? who? Like, it's gone. You know, that, that, that sucks. I don't think they get a second chance after that. They're rich. They're rich. So I'm saying if they wanted to, like, push an opportunity appropriately and, like, they could recover. Mm-hmm. I don't think they will. Oh, I don't think this is like a, a loss or I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, or anything yeah, I don't like think that. They, like, that. They took a loss. Like a I'm not worried about I Google. I, 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 don't I, get me wrong. I just think they can't come back to gaming because yeah. people will be like, ah, uh, no, sir. No, but <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm saying yeah. that this technically still has time to like fully fail. I think that yeah, like sure, they could, sure. they have enough money, like you said, like if they truly wanted to try to turn it down its head, figure out what they did wrong and like correct it, they could still be in the game with the Stadia. It might be low end on the impact but maybe they can make it onto like the respected chart that they're looking at i'm like okay stadia we see you down there yeah we're gonna keep an eye on you it might be akin to like where vr is right now vr is doing some cool kicking things don't get me wrong but they it's still not breaking into that massive mainstream kind of uh 
Salability. That's it's getting closer though. Salability. Every single word. year we get more <laughs> VR. Every single year they've been advancing yeah. the VR technology. Too, yeah, like, Oculus so. Quest. The Quest. Is fucking amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, so maybe it would be it would be that where it's like this word of mouth of like, yo, you know what? Google actually figured it out eventually. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yes, maybe maybe that's story of Stadia, or knowing Google, they just abandoned it by the year's end. Yeah, which they've done before. There's that uh-huh. potential, but I, right. this is why I think it's neat though. The whole idea of investment in the first place is like risk mm-hmm. reward, but like without ri- like people making these investments into products like this, mm-hmm. right. you won't see any push. For that new technology pushing in that direction mm-hmm. or like into something like that. I thought the idea that nobody would have to buy a new piece of hardware, mm-hmm. that that was covered for you and you could like do that. I had to check it out for the price point. I was like, I, I'm willing to like see like where you can like mm-hmm. challenge what exists. Yeah, I, I, I get that too. Like I think somebody's going to pick up the, we talked about this before. Somebody's going to pick up the messaging or not the messaging, but like look at the lessons from Stadia and just do it better, and it won't be Google. Mm-hmm. And that, but but maybe they never would have thought of that if they didn't actually make the first attempt. Right. Somebody's got to take the fall first. Tip like of the spear. Somebody, Tip of the yeah. spear at, at that point, right? Yeah, <laughs> so I totally. We agree have with somebody that. in the space doing it better though, which is kind of the funny thing. Who, Daniel? Who? Microsoft. Oh, oh with Xbox and all their true. initiatives and Game Pass and everything that they've been kind of doing and prototyping because that's what this gen was for them. Uh, I I would love to see fucking. Google come back, but it's like, you got to do what they're doing. You have to do what they're doing. You can't just be getting like old, like triple A games. Like it's cool that like Tomb Raider's on there, but like, where's the newest Assassin's Creed, you know? Well, actually that's a bad comparison because they probably have that, but like, where's the newest like triple A game that was cross plot, you know? This is where I wonder, and I can't confirm anything. This is just my mind. My personal thoughts. My personal thoughts. This is a save room world premiere. Google's big thing is Chrome. Chromium. Yeah. Chromium is like the system that Google runs on, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like it's their it's their stuff. So Windows is like clearly the more popular platform between that and uh, Apple when it comes to like PC gaming. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are using the Windows operating system, etc. But you can use Chromium on, you know, anything. If there's any push and pull when it comes to like trying to get game titles, the problem being Microsoft standing in the way because they're still utilizing a browser. Mm-hmm. Which typically exists in a PC space. It's true. Like if there's some sort of like agreements that things get tricky and tangled. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like they have those agreements and, and things in place because they have been such a, a known and, and reckonable force in, in the game space where it's like Google, it's like, hey, we don't prove yourself first, you know? <laughs> I, I still, I've yet to try out Stadia. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I, it sounds like the technology is impressive when it fucking works. Right, which is the same with like VR or any other like new nascent kind of thing out there. I still stand though, like I use it at my office. I've used it at home. Mm-hmm. I've used it at another friend's house uh, with a different internet service provider. Mm-hmm. I think you just gotta really truly uh, like. Do you really know your internet? Do you really know your speed? Do you was really it okay know your on our internet? Actually, honestly, it, it was. But five. the problem the problem was is you hit these dips. You get yeah. dips. Mm-hmm. So you ever get those like like temporary disconnect because it yep. just dips down for that moment. Happens to me when I stream all the time. Right. When, if I, it's when incons- I'm watching if- my massage videos and they get like really low quality, it's crazy. Yeah. If it's inconsistent, probably shouldn't play Stadia, at least mm-hmm. not for multiplayer games, you know? Mm-hmm. They're, Good point. they're professional massage videos, Daniel. No, I know what you like to watch. We'll save that for a whole other show. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, this is a good place. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's Save Room After Dark. <laughs> yeah uh well yeah well good i hope i hope google's gonna recover from this one for sure 
for sure. You know, I hope. I, yeah. <laughs> I think we have a game pitch. Game pitch. Game pitch. Game pitch. Game pitch. Game pitch. Won't you pitch my game? Oh, oh Dave, what was that hard over pour? That was a hard over pour. That ain't a nitro, David. <laughs> Just sip it off the top. All right, David. This is one of my favorite little bits that we do in the Save Room Industries. That's our new name, by the way, for 2020. That's what it's been for like three years. What? Really? People just don't know about us. Where are them checks going? (laughs) Anyway, David, game pitch. I have heard, I have heard on, uh, what do they call it? Reset Era? Mm -hmm. That you have a game pitch for me. (laughs) What is this game? Because knowing full well... That survival horror is not only my bag, it's my wife. It's this whole package. You married that one? I didn't know where to go with that. <laughs> yeah. I'm married. <laughs> married to survival horror. Okay. Okay. What, do well, you what, what if I could take your survival horror, but we could make it maybe a little more appealing to the mainstream audience? Hmm. Really? Because survival horror typically doesn't sell. He's right. Actually, I hear that all the time where it's like, I don't like horror games yeah. because I'm a coward. Yeah. That's what I hear. Every we day. can make them approachable. Okay. Resident Evil Racer. Racer. Ooh. Racer. I like that a lot, actually. Ooh, RE Racer? RE Racer. RER. RER. So, what is this? RE Racer. So, why have we not had a game so far that involves our favorite Capcom characters from the Resident Evil series? Mm hmm. And. Some sort of moving vehicle, probably a cart. <laughs> Almost, I figured undoubtedly okay. carts of some sort. We're doing a Resident Evil go kart game, right? Okay. Okay. Right. So on tracks and whatnot. Like, what do you? What's your vision for this, right? Like, what characters are we talking about? For well, I have I, I figured an overworld would be appropriate. That'd be great. There's an overworld, like overworld. A, a connective tissue between so, these games, like between, between these different, levels? between these different levels, these, these different really? areas, different races. Think more of an overworld. I think Diddy Kong? Diddy Kong, Diddy Kong 64 did that. Yeah, they had the open world where you're like, I'm going to go to the volcano, or I'm going to go to the bay, I'm going to go here. It will touch you. You can have all your classic puzzles located in the overworld. Okay. Oh, he's thinking puzzles, too. Oh, shit. So I got to like grab some precinct keys and Yeah, whatnot, you can't get to the next like little race or chase, I yeah. guess, depending on like uh, whether you're human or zombie. There should be chase That's levels. That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Wow. You're getting chased by you're something. getting chased. Okay. Oh man. Are you Jill running from Nemesis? Like, what's going on? Or are you Nemesis chasing Jill? We could do some scenarios here. We could. Right? Nemesis chasing Jill. Chase is a mode. I like Chase that. Chase is a mode. Yeah. A lot of people are going to wow. get off to that concept. Yeah, they're going to Jill off. I don't to want it. to talk to those people. Wow. Come on, man. You said it earlier. Come, come on, on dude. man. <laughs> Listen, dude. Wow. <laughs> don't put me in the shame corner. I'm sorry. Are you okay with her having pants in the new one? Are you one of those, dude? I heard the modders I just wanted to be comfortable for that. Yeah. Oh, the modders do have the modder community. The modder community. He's already got a solution for this. I saw that. I was scrolling through on the timeline, and N4G, the Twitter account, um, (laughs) it's easier not to explain, uh, (laughs) was just like, oh, finally, gamers, Resident Evil Revelations has a naked Jill mod. You can be, so you can retaliate against these pants by just taking her full nude. They found the counter to pants, apparently. Yeah, which is no pants. No pants. Which, first of all, 
I enjoy no pants from time to time. You know what I'm saying? There's a time for no pants. There's a there's a great time for no pants. But when you're being chased by a uh, bio weapon mm-hmm. from the Umbrella Corporation, <laughs> you should probably have pants. You on. want pants on? You want to have your pants, pants down on. when you're running away from a bio weapon? Especially because, like, for me, if I had my pants off and I was being chased by the nemesis, there would be <laughs> shit dribbling down my legs. <laughs> And that's like, like that's not a great sight, right? No. <laughs> it's not going to scare him away yeah, either. Exactly. It'd he be doesn't like care. A little trail that he can track yeah. too. I'm putting myself at risk <laughs> with no pants. We need pants. Yeah. We need pants. Are you wearing diapers out in the field? I don't need those. To minimize that. <laughs> it's 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 not like I can't control it all the time. Okay, I just want to make sure. It's just when Nemesis chases me, I get a little looser than usual. <laughs> don't you? Jeez. You don't. Do you come <laughs> extra prepared? Sometimes, yeah. sometimes yeah. you gotta. Yeah. Listen, in the survival world, you need everything you can they get. They call him Daniel Diapies, and he's here to fight the Umbrella Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> so I love this game already. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> so talk to me characters, for one. Characters, all, all your favorites are going to be okay. in there. You're going to have Chris Redfield. You're going to have Joe Valentine. I love her. You're going to have everybody but Claire. Everybody but Claire. What? <laughs> Is what? she DLC? She's DLC. Oh, don't do us that's like that, That's fucked Dave. up, dude. We gotta make money, man. She's a marquee character, yeah. bro. You know exactly. Be, you know You're gonna buy DLC? her. Fucking Steve from Nobody's gonna not buy this game because she's missing. They're gonna still pay for the DLC for her. Yeah. No, I'm gonna sure. slap it out of their hands. It's gonna be like Soylent Green. I was like, you don't want this game! You're making this game, so you get a free copy anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be so upset if Claire isn't on the cover. Right? Claire and Leon have a RPD level that they're racing around, dude. It's just their silhouette with, like, a little, like, thing about, like, where you can, like, a QR code to buy her. <laughs> Every time you see her in the game, it's, like, <laughs> it's just a QR code. <laughs> Would you like to buy Claire? <laughs> the way that we do it, we, we, we bring back microtransactions, but we bring them back to the degree where it's like, do you want her in this level? Yeah, sure. Okay, I got her for the full game. No, you don't, idiot. Now that you're at Raccoon City Museum, you got to buy her again. <laughs> it's like, fuck. They uh, got me. Those were some business practices. Yeah, yeah. dude. You remember uh, Capcom's onboard? We, we would not bring that. We would bring all the standard characters into all the All the standards. Okay, I appreciate Absolutely. That. At least 16, right? Wesker, Rebecca, Barry. Tyrant. Uh, excuse me? Tyrant. Tyrant. Nemesis. Tywin Lannisters in the game. I said tyrant. Tyrant. Which yeah. tyrant? Tyrant is such the a non-specific term. Mr. Actually, X. it's a little racist. All right, bye. Tyrant. Mr. X. He's so sensitive about these things. <laughs> Listen, dude. Uh, there's few things that I'm serious about. Yes, yeah, I know. I know. But when right. it comes to Resident Evil, uh-huh. like you, you, my nipples are hard talking about this idea. Right. Long I want to get it right. Because I want oh. to be able to present a document to Capcom that they it, that's irrefutable. They won't be able to stop it. No. They'll look at it and be like, you've so, made our game for us. We have to make every character unique. Uh, gotcha. we're, we're used to the system of power-ups and these types of carding games, things like that. Like uh, sure. abilities or pickups that you can shoot or fire at your opponents or grant you benefits or disadvantages if it happens to work the opposite way you plan it to. Mm-hmm. They would be catered individually based on the type of character you were playing. Uh, but they would all have their own type of damage. This is similar to things that you would find more in like role-playing games, RPGs, where it's more like everybody has a specific kind of way to do this kind of damage. Mm-hmm. Everybody would have some sort of way to do some sort of uh, maybe like slow like slow effect or something, but in their own unique way. We'd want to characterize everybody the best we could to their own individual way. Actually, 
Honestly, uh, Dynasty Warriors does this formula great. Hmm. Every single character you play in, Dyna- in all the Dynasty Warriors series games is very unique. Mm-hmm. They each have the same button combinations, but they have slightly different ways of doing them mm-hmm. that vary it enough that it makes each character special. That's why I get yeah. addicted to them. I just picked up Fire Emblem Warriors, and each character I love playing with their abilities which is hey they all have the same combo yes. i love that square square yeah. triangle uh, and this character does one thing but square square triangle on a different character could be right. a completely different kind of ability yeah, i want so... to kind of bring that to the carding world <laughs> i want to bring that in the Visionary. essence of their pickups their pickups i want them to all like this pickup represents this but it's a little different because you're a specific character nemesis would have his uh rocket launcher or something uh where it might just be like a shotgun for Leon. We'll give Leon a shotgun. Okay, yeah, so like good. weapons that are specific to them that they. But can it, use but the point is, while. it's the like when you're using the attack, it's a direct damage point on whatever you're facing, and you have to be facing it. Okay. Gotcha. Where something might be a more like guaranteed damage, uh, some sort of debil- uh, debilitation uh, that could slow somebody down. Well, we we got to bring in weapons that are uh, famous in the games, like uh, do the incendiary grenades, right? That you can throw for some more area of effect damage, essentially. But like, yeah, each character would have a granular weapon that's like unique to them. Like Ada Wong might use her fucking uh, grappling hook to like get like a one shotty on somebody. Precisely. Where like, you or know, she could use it to like pull herself speed boost further. herself. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah, pull forward in the race and like yeah. knock somebody behind her. Like maybe she pulls on an enemy. It's almost <laughs> a swap. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's, 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 like, that's essential stuff yeah. right there. And then I think you mentioned this before. We do like a uh, some sort of like item management. So like maybe there's herbs on the field. Yeah. you can combine like a little risk versus reward like hold on to your green because mm-hmm. if you run over a red it's going to be far more effective kind of thing yeah so we have the for whole better boost I, maybe well it's kind of how like mario for kart a boost, is Daniel? A boost. i like the idea of the combinations yeah we have to use the combination yeah. systems yeah. Now. That, that is integral to resident evil like Absolutely. it's not re if you're not like yeah. mixing two things together no i agree uh, we can uh, we can utilize it in the manner of uh, power ups is mm-hmm. one conceptualization. Mm-hmm. That's uh, what I think of. Like, so in Mario Kart, you have the two. Like, you usually have a secondary and a primary weapon that you can use and switch between. But yeah, you would have those two things that you would then combine to make whatever special effect or special item. Mm-hmm. In which case, the item box would now be more where you're doing cart management. Oh, cart and, management, and okay. possibly selecting the equipment that you bring out with you, oh, which shit. affects the cart, your weapon pickups. I like that idea. I like because yeah. like you got to be equipped for a boss fight in the RE games. Oh, if wow. you're equipped for a race. In this so game, you guys remember balloon sense. battles? No. From Diddy Kong? Yeah. Well, yeah. What if we just do health? What if we just do, uh, you know, something a little more on the lines of, we're still carding, but it's like Twisted Metal. Oh, oh. shit. He's on but with RE. Okay. Huh. A different game mode. I'm proposing this as like its own separate entity for when you have okay. uh, the party kind of thing going on. When you got three or four friends, so you can get together and minim- like to challenge each other to a battle while carting. What if you were blasting through zombies? A horde mode, like yeah. a PVE cart. Blasting mode. through zombies, trying to like get the most kills or something. Right? Absolutely, that'd be fun. Clear, yeah. clear out the who can, RPD. Who can get something? the highest yeah. number of kills by the end? Yeah, would I'm it be this. an arena or would that still be on a track? 
I think arena. it would be arena that, okay. Arena yeah. base. Yeah. Arena yeah. base, but still like in like familiar locations within okay. the RA world. So you know free roam through the RPD, free roam through like, you know, the, the Spencer's Estate yeah, or State. the graveyard in the back yeah. of the Spencer's Estate. Do you know State we're going to put hidden you doors know? in these places? We yeah. want people to kind of like have little mini discoveries, little mini shortcuts. Right. We're going to hint them to you, but uh, as far as like secret secrets, the harder dies will probably exist in the overworld where you're yeah. either selecting game mode or choosing a race but i do like the idea of completing these like then like bonus modes and getting yeah. things that'll help you in the overall game like mm-hmm. oh maybe i get a key from doing all the pve things in this bonus mode and then like now i can find a new area that i didn't have in the main game and let's talk about the oh, importance yeah. make, make races of, uh, get better times in older races if you're finding like keys to unlock yeah. a certain part of uh yeah. a level or something like that right yeah yeah it's fresh that's fresh, bro. That's so fresh. It's a fresh idea. We want to get. We want to give those incentives. We yeah. want to make yeah. sure they're happy with what they. Replay value, you. like it is for Capcom, is important here. But I got to tell you, there's there's an important element that I, I think we need to think about. Okay. Boss fights are integral mm-hmm. to Resident Evil. Okay. Do we do like how do we do boss fights in RE card? Right? Is it the same like arena based thing, or is it like a track around a monster where we're hitting like pivotal parts? Yeah. To, like, well, here's the depends. Yeah. So, like there's. There's boss fleeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's boss oh, fleeing. Sure. Okay. And then there's boss fights. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's brilliant. So like we one already area. have weapons, yeah. right? So one I mean, might... you, could, you could do one on the train where you're essentially trying to like escape Nemesis at first. Oh, shit. Okay. But we're like obviously over-exaggerating the train, but like you're racing across the train at first until it comes to a time where like we have no choice. At this point, we have to fight this thing. Mm-hmm. We get more of an arena base out of that. Like, we can do something weird or creative with That's that. That's hybrid, because usually in those kart racers, it's one or the other. You're on a track, or you're in an arena. But you know who was uh, really uh, great at that kind of stuff was Star Fox for a while. That's true. Star Fox yeah. was very big, and the whole thing was, like, you were on some sort of track. You were going a certain <laughs> direction. Mm-hmm. It's on a rail. It's on a rail. Point. You're going to a point, yeah. mind you, with secrets and possible, like, alternative options along the way. But once you get to a certain point, like you're going to be taking on one challenge or another, mm-hmm. and like when you it was time to take on that challenge, the gameplay changed. Yeah, we true. do that shit. I think we got something here. I think there's something special here. I think we had something real goddamn special on our hands, right? I, I do like the idea of like think Sonic stages, right? You know, you go to a world that's like Act One, Act Two, and then there's the boss fight. Yeah, I like the idea of maybe having like okay, say we're at like the RPD, you have maybe two tracks that you race through within there, mm-hmm. and then maybe it's an A track, maybe it's a B track, and then have a boss arena or whatever. Kind of always escalate to that point with same the same spot. We yeah. have we have that build. That's yeah. great. No, I, I I I agree. I think that's the thing is there should be like a certain number of tracks within like depending on the facility that you're at, mm-hmm. uh, or location you're at. We can go across any of the uh, Resident Evil like games. All like, of so, them. So, so many so settings. All the locations. All the settings. All of them. One, two, three, four. Code and, Veronica. And this is five, and the, six. And the place we can bend. seven. <laughs> Resident Evil Two remake. Revelation, Revelation. Part of the places two? we can bend some of the Reckon stuff. Maybe is in the perception of like the size of the locations and stuff like that. I think that's okay to bend in these situations. Mm-hmm. You're making Umbrella this core? kind of like fun card game. Umbrella core. <laughs> Let him do his thank you. He has to go to an end. <laughs> We're talking about uh, we, we have to have the laser hallway. Laser Whoa. hallway. That's right. Laser hallway needs but to be an arena. It's got to be the entire track. Actually, you I want the laser track? track? Yeah, oh, where you got to get around the lasers. Like, will that be our rainbow road? Yeah, it yeah. would. Was that four? Would. Uh, four did it. Okay. Based on the movie. Yeah. With Mila Jovovich. Oh. She should be a bonus character, Alice. That'd be awesome. Bonus character. We should. Should it be Alice or should it be Mila Jovovich? 
Alice as okay. well, Mila yeah, Jovovich as Alice. Yeah. Okay, she's pretty old. So, so we're still all right. So it's still Alice character, but with her. Okay, we're using Mila. Yeah. Okay. Like the movies. Just making sure. So, that's okay. We gotta we gotta get our ducks in a row before we make this phone call. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, so we gotta that, call Capcom and her. I'm counting on you, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> but that begs the question. So, character animations. How do you want them to look? Oh, this is where we can have fun with it. It's like we yeah. can go the 3D modeling, like that's mm-hmm. more modern, that's more like like even to a, a certain extent. Right? There, I'd probably want to do 3D, mm-hmm. uh, 3D modeling on that. Okay. Uh, I ever revisit SNES Mario Kart? Uh, I believe that's on the. It's been a while. Thing on the uh, Switch. No, SNES we, we need collection. our details to be lavish. In fact, I have one requirement here. It needs to be developed on the RE engine. <laughs> The entire game. The most versatile engine Capcom has ever created. Okay. It's never seen a uh, racer. <laughs> licensing would be one thing. It's a consideration. It's but a I, consideration. I don't think Capcom could say no to this. This is true. Yeah. yeah. We have the Capcom captain in the room. We would probably lose all control of this project. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably at a, at a we, point. Do you think we could trust him with a racer that we're discussing that level? I know we give a lot of trust to Capcom, but they yeah. did make DMC5. <laughs> wow that's great listen a lot of people love that game alright I'm not one of those people but a lot of people out there apparently really love the, that game um, I, I trust Capcom I don't I can't think of many racers in their history although there's one in their po- portfolio that makes me give them all of my devotion it's called Auto Modelista oh wow it came out wait that, that was Capcom that was Capcom so much time. that was Capcom fuck I retire they they have the bones let's just call them up give them the general idea and let yep. them roll with it let them do it dude let them do it they know what R.E. Modelista that's fine R.E. Modelista I love it I love it dude and then I'll, we need I'll to get... hail that uh, cell shaded glory of a game absolutely era. absolutely we need to get uh, uh jack baker in here as a character by the way oh with the chainsaw with the chainsaw do, do other people special. know this game or is it literally just me and you what's that on a monolisa on a monolisa oh it's just me and you dave yeah. okay That's nobody else knows that. yeah yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> i show people and they're like oh is this initial d and i'm like no Mm-mm. it's not <laughs> it's a capcom classic <laughs> it's up there with power stone it used <sighs> internet connectivity to play with other people, I'd be I'd be okay with an RE Power Stone as well. RE Power Stone. I, I want a Resident Evil uh, Warriors, a Masu game. You want a Warriors for everything? Yeah, uh, there should something. be a Warriors for most things. That's true. Exactly. Name something that doesn't deserve a Warriors. Something that doesn't deserve a Warriors. Seriously, Godzilla you can name Warriors. anything, and it would be fine for a Warriors game. Muppets Warriors. Muppets I'd Warriors. Fucking love that. That'd be a lot of fun. It's fucking wow, right there, dude. Uh, Power Rangers Warriors. That'd be sick. I'm sure that's not fantastic. a thing. That just should be one. Just endless putties. We, I need more than that. Yeah. They, would okay, have, they would have the Machine monsters. Machine Army. Yeah. Pee-wee Herman. P- oh, Pee-wee Herman. It would be a great Dynasty <laughs> Warrior game. 90210. <laughs> <laughs> Warriors. Dawson's Creek Warriors. Dawson's Creek Warriors. So you get to a point in Live Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Like, For sure. The CW lineup. No, I don't want that. You don't want them? No, I don't want yeah. it anymore. They got, they got that flash show. It's supposed to be good. Um, All right, maybe I want it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it happen. You had a great idea, though, for a Pokemon Warrior. You did. Po- yeah, po- Pokemon Warriors, where uh, so you have a trainer, but you don't play as a trainer. You play as a Pokemon that the trainer uses in the battlefield, and you can switch between six to get your shit done. 
okay. right? Charizards, he's gonna go over here. He's gonna blast up Pallet Town. Yeah. Right. He's gonna he's gonna set it on fire. No survivors. Boom! You got Bulbasaur running over to the middle over here. He's gonna go hit up whatever is next to Pallet Town. He's covered in vines. Suffocate the people. He's suffocating people with his vines. What's the world situation at this point? <laughs> well, <laughs> the trainers they need to be stopped. <laughs> We're burning down Paladown. There's a revolution going on. It's a Pokemon uprising. <laughs> it's real tough times out there. Yeah, that's why you're fighting hordes of Pokemon, like hordes of bell sprouts that you're whipping up and shit with your with your vines, or you're just burning them down. Yeah, yeah. Squ- Squirtle Squad grows to be a Squirtle army at some point. Yeah, took over whatever town Misty's in. I forget what her gym was. It was uh, Cerulean. Yeah, yep, Cerulean like city. I said, Cerulean town, and, <laughs> and you gotta you gotta burn up those hurdles. It'd be a good game. I think Nintendo would have a good time with it. They'd have a ball. They just have to try. They just have to try. I gotta want to do it. Nintendo, you gotta try again. Kill yeah, me. Pokemon's not new to them. That's true. What do you mean? What do I mean? Yeah, they're lore. Yeah, they kill Pokemon all the time. Really? Yeah, who's to say you couldn't kill 1,500 all in one? They have graveyards for Pokemon in like almost every game, it feels like. Oh, that's true. Uh, What's that one? Bone Bone Joe. (laughs) Oh, yeah. His evolution is by putting his mother's skull on his head. Exactly. Bone Joe. Hugh Bone. Hugh Bone. And and Malawak. (laughs) I don't know Pokemon's name. No, you really don't. Sorry, dude. Well, Ari Racer sounds like a great game. Yeah, I'm about that. <laughs> I pitched my game adequately as well. <laughs> What's your game, Daniel? Oh, do I have a game? What are you going to make? What's your a game? David Cage game where all the characters are David Cage? <laughs> it's going to be like being John Malkovich, but for David Cage. <laughs> being, being David, David Cage. Cage. <laughs> That'd be a nightmare. Coming to Epic Game Store. Being David Cage. It's an Epic Game Store exclusive. You gotta wear your David Cage VR mask in order to play this David Cage VR experience. Is that it? Made him think about it. No, I, I don't have a game pitch for this one, sadly. Oh, okay. yeah, I, got I, not, I got nothing for Yeah, I, did, I, didn't come, I didn't come prepared like this This guy. You didn't? Sadly. Give us something. You gotta, get, you gotta yeah. have some sort of like fun idea in the back of your mind. Exactly. It doesn't matter how Make stupid it sounds. Okay. Put, put together words. Be like, uh, p- poster wall. <laughs> poster wall. The like, game. Like, try, try to describe Katamari in yeah. like, just the general sense of the initial pitch of that. It's like, funny because it. that's it's usually like ridiculous my, my mold for pitching a game. Mm-hmm. Like, what's some interesting mechanic that I could think of and then pivot around? No, but think, think about Yakuza. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I imagine a guy that's involved with organized criminal groups mm-hmm. that has a heart of gold and helps every single child along the way okay that's yeah. my that's my whole premise of my game and we get yakuza that's a beautiful premise you want to make yakuza i'm confused <laughs> did you just game put just yakuza did you just want to make yakuza no i'm just saying the idea yeah, yeah. is like in itself okay what yeah. if it was mr rogers instead of kiryu mr he, rogers would take kiryu's path i believe right and he's beating the shit out of people shit out of that people that make people make children upset you made a child cry and he just fucking like Elbow slams them. And then teach a child to love itself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I got an idea. Go ahead. Okay. okay. It's... Think Beat Hazard, right? You love Beat Hazard. I do. Beat, Beat, Beat Hazard, right? It calls to us. Yes. I want a music-based <laughs> dungeon crawler to that extent. A music-based dungeon crawler? Where you could pick one okay. of four types, barbarian, sorceress, whatever. You okay. Know, mage. Huntress, mage. Okay. Boom. We're and you, you're working your Cleric. way... Cleric. Thank you. Bard. Bard. 
Brilliant. Keep them coming, guys. Monk. Great ideas. You can write into my studio. Um, <laughs> Druid. Con- contractor. Okay, we sorcerer. We, we get it. <laughs> Mechanic. Warlock. Necromancer. Okay. Shaman. So you're working your way across <laughs> the dungeon, much in the same way you would like Beat Hazard, right? You put your own music in, okay. and, and monsters and enemies would generate across the level, much in the same way, like you know, spaceships and Beat Hazard would. And you would work your way through a dungeon, get your way to a boss fight, which would culminate in, like, this epic fucking battle climax. But it wouldn't function the same way that um, Beat Hazard does. You'd have to play playlists. Okay. So you'd at least have to build a playlist of three songs. Because you have to go from, okay, we're going to go through the main, like, maybe the antechamber. That's the first song. Main area, maybe that's, you know, the second song. And then the boss fight and climax is going to be the third track. So maybe you have to think about, like, a, a really cool, like... You know, positioning those. Oh, songs. so you gotta make a playlist. Yeah. Like, like, why wouldn't you just make easy playlists then? I mean, you could. Like, you could, you could, could do that if you want. But yeah. if you want to challenge yourself, you would play so, the like something. I mean, but even look at Beat Hazard, right? You think of sometimes the easiest songs somehow end up being the hardest. Yeah. I, so you want to? How would you want the music to be affecting the game specifically? I want like, a big incentive you, for doing. Like, do you want to? Like, do you want the beat of the music to be the thing spawning the enemies? Mm-hmm. Like, would you want it to be like the general rhythm of the game to kind of like mm-hmm. control the the speed and the flow? Like, are we following right. the same thing going across? Mm-hmm. What's the most determining factor for like where the beat affects? the gameplay that's i mean i mean you could do it in the same way that you would for you know beat hazard you might have like little things that the game is picking up algorithmically like maybe there's like a bpm that's happening it's a little slower but you hear little melodies because maybe it's a lot of piano play you're still getting that wave of enemies that are generated based off of that but if it's a softer song maybe they do less damage maybe you do less damage much the way beat hazard if it's a softer song your output for firepower Mm -hmm. is less you know but if it's a more thrashy song with like throbbing bpms or maybe a higher drum count then you get those heavier attacks, and they do higher damage as a, like a reaction. So, I'm into this idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm down for something like that. Yeah, that, we don't that, have that, anything that, like that. That sounds, that sounds fun. I mean, like there, there are so many things, but we're, now we're taking almost like an almost an RPG level where we're literally affecting like statistics. And you can like, never even like that. You don't have to pay attention to that mm-hmm. shit. Ultimately, the ultimate goal is like I'm assuming like the the player, what's their control? Like they're they're actually still moving the character through the environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would have like the same deal where you're moving through your controllers mapped in a way where it's like maybe I have shoulder attacks, maybe I have a heavy, maybe I have a you know. Light. You have to get to maybe the Special next ups. area mm-hmm. before the song is completed, or is it kind of like the dungeon is as long as the song? Okay, yeah. So it's also generated based off of that. Which gets a little complicated, so maybe you do have to do some procedural generation of like rooms where it's like maybe you're going through the same set of rooms, or maybe it's just generating as the game needs it to. But your your play session in that moment is as long as the song. Okay. Do the characters wear pants? Um, you can mod them too, or you can take them off. <laughs> you have to mod. Pants. This is an open source game, much <laughs> like Beat Hazard. The, they have no pants. What you put in this game is what you get out of it. Okay. You know? So gotcha. I don't have a name for it. Is the only thing. You don't, so. have, you don't have to have an... I, Dungeon what? Dancers. Dungeon Dancers. I'm going to settle the Nari Racers. I'm welcome to new names for that. I mean, it's pretty... You could sell me on that. I Maybe mean, Racer in all lowercase, but then the R and the E are capitalized. Oh, okay. Yeah. Resident Evil Ridge Racer. Ridge Racer? <laughs> Sold. <laughs> there we go. Done. Yeah. Capcom will not say no to that. I have a game pitch. It's very quick. Okay. It's oh, okay. super quick. It's going to be so dumb. It's super quick. I already feel it in my bones. So get this. You're right. in a neighborhood much like Paperboy. <laughs> um, but 
Uh, is this a VR game? No, it's not a VR <laughs> game because the main character is played by Joaquin Phoenix. And Joaquin Phoenix goes from door to door and he jumps into people's basements and he opens up the coffin in the basement. Wait, the coffin in the basement? <laughs> he puts a stake in the vampire's heart. Well, it sounds like we got a game ready for Steam. <laughs> And that's all I really thought of. The <laughs> walking phoenix would break into people's homes and kill the vampires in their basement. You I call want to it, do that VR? Yeah. I call it... Well, I want to see Joaquin in some way. Yeah. Walking in Joaquin Phoenix. Ooh, what if it's... um? There's a bunch of mirrors so we can get our money's worth mm-hmm. and make sure that we see Joaquin's 3D model. Okay. But it's a game mechanic in that it doesn't tell you a vampire is behind you. Well, you can't. You can hear them, but you can't see them in the mirrors. No, it's an vampires. anti. It's an anti mechanic. They're those kind of vampires, the ones you can't see. The, the and mirrors, <laughs> invisible tires. I think that's what they call. Special breed. This has gotten off the rails, as it usually um, does in the ending stretch <laughs> of any episode. <laughs> but I like that. That was a pretty healthy game. No, pitch. Yeah. I feel like if you remember anybody... using walking, what was it called? Walk the line. Yeah, walk the line. I call it walk the fang. Walk the fang. <laughs> so every home has a vampire. Every home has a vampire. <laughs> Do the families have a reason to protect the vampire? Not at all. Um, it's not like a symbiotic just, relationship. Just, when you buy a house, you get a vampire. Yeah. yeah. Real estate's real cheap. Really, walking Phoenix is doing everybody a favor. <laughs> Thanks, Joaquin. <laughs> Thank you, Joaquin. Oh, dude, we we, <laughs> we were paying this guy like a ten percent cut. This vampire, uh, the entire time. Thank you, Joaquin. We don't. We no longer have to report a vampire on our taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any dependencies? Yes, the undead. <laughs> <laughs> Got to file a different form for that. Oh, that sounds like a bad sim game. It'll be coming out too. next next year on Google Stadia. An <laughs> Epic Game Store. Epic Game Store. Twenty twenty one. Walk the Fang. <laughs> well, guys, I think we should leave. Sure. Let's wrap this bitch up. <laughs> I think we should go. Um, we have enough evidence here to incriminate us for many years, <laughs> and that means we've done a successful podcast. I want to thank David for being here and talking to us about game development and Stadia and vampires and other, stu- other yeah. stuff. You've been a delight. <laughs> I wanted to look at you and just acknowledge how wonderful it is that you're here. Thanks, you're guys. wonderful, dude. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for making content with us mm-hmm. as you have done as such. Um, if you want to find us on the Twitter space, you can add us at Save Room Show. There's no doubt in there, right? Uh, no, just at Save Room Show. At Save Room yeah. Show. And tell us all about your game pitch for a Joaquin Phoenix starring title mm-hmm. it must include vampires it has it to must include vampires, include vampires. Yeah. and think of other celebrities that you'd want to play as as well i am joaquin oh <laughs> <laughs> i am phoenix i am phoenix i robaba i joaquin <laughs> <laughs> i feel like this is coming off of some weird like triggered hate from like the joker no joaquin phoenix is a serious actor and deserves respect sure merits absolutely yeah. dude uh-huh yeah i won't have you be smirching him on our soundcloud <laughs> instead of her it's him and vampires 
That's a game I would play. Him and Vampires. <laughs> Music by Arcade Fire. Walking Phoenix. <laughs> and The Weeknd. <laughs> well, bye, Daniel. <laughs> what do you... <laughs> I hate that. Send us off. <laughs> do a real wrap-up. Oh, man. All right. Well, thank you guys as always for listening. <laughs> thank you guys as always for listening. <laughs> He always fucking tosses it a mic or like, okay, do the thing. Uh-huh. Well, thank you for so. <laughs> thank you. So- End uh, scene. Thanks so much for listening to the Save Room Plays. Uh, we appreciate your ears as always. If you want to hit us up at Twitter, you can find us at Save Room Show. David, thank you for being a participant in this podcasting ear crime that we commit to every week and thank you for me undies for responding to at least one email in 2020 so far which is to say no thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> love me undies <laughs> they're, they're trying they're trying to at least like give us attention yeah it's fine we'll yeah. get there we'll get there Eventually. we'll get those numbers up be mm-hmm. sure to just give us like send us an envelope full of money <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Sega. Sega. Oh, we've digressed three years. <laughs> what the fuck?